Hi there, listener. Sarah Holmes speaking. Welcome to Learning Day, a journey to explore how we integrate learning in our everyday lives. And this is Season 2, dedicated to documenting what we've learned in 2020. Here's the eighth episode. Hello, everyone. I don't know if this is new to you, but it's July. I don't know where the year went, okay? Like, maybe you have a different experience, but I just feel like the first six months of this year disappeared. And that's actually a good thing today, because the starting point for this episode was the word that our guests chose for her year of 2020. And I've seen around on social media that a lot of people are reviewing their first half of 2021. So this is, this is a good timing to release an episode about the word of the year, because maybe you want to define the word of your next half year. If you feel like sometimes you could learn more if you didn't hold yourself back, this episode is for you. Today's guest is Natalie Claire Luisha. We talked about working on our mindset, learning how to become an entrepreneur and choosing the courage not to hold ourselves back. I hope you enjoy our chat. Hello, Natalie Claire. How are you? I'm doing well, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, I started the day with a long walk and I think that set me up for success today. That's a good way to start the day. I, I like to have a bit of exercise too. I've heard that you prepared for, for our conversation in a very interesting way. Can you share with us how you relaxed a little bit before this? Yes, absolutely. I put my playlist on Spotify and it's songs from the 90s, like mm. pop and R&B. And I just had a little dance party by myself. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, things I loved listening to in the summertime when I was younger in the 90s. It just makes me feel relaxed and more like me. Can you remember a song? There was Destiny's Child, Survivor. There was uh, Jennifer Lopez, Love Don't Cost a Thing. Love. And also, I think, a Christina Aguilera song. Which one was it? Yeah, Maybe Stronger. Yes, stronger, yeah. something like that. Yeah, all of those old hits. <laughs> yeah, I, th I feel like we have the same references from the 90s. <laughs> the other day I was listening to a random playlist on Spotify mm -hmm. and they had, oh, what's his name? That song called You Should Let Me Love You. It's... Um, let me love you. Yes, I know it. One, two, yeah, that one. <laughs> and when when it started, and it starts like, mm, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just the first notes. I was like, I love this song. Oh, yeah, it just brings back all the memories. <laughs> yeah, I was I was fifteen again, dancing in my parents' kitchen. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was me too. That's the power of music. I love it. Thank you so much for being here today and for accepting this challenge. And to start off, I would love to ask you, how would you describe yourself as a learner? I would describe myself as a visual learner, definitely. I like to visually see things, a process and the step-by-step -step systems. And also a curious learner too. I like finding out new things about how things work and why things are the way they are. Can you remember one of those investigations that you've done recently, finding out why something works the way it does? 
Yeah, I think it stems from science classes. I remember that I learned how a fridge works when I was at mm. school in science, but then I had to remind myself as I grew older, you know, when you grow older and suddenly things around you, you're like, oh yeah, I know how that works. But yeah. what are the actual details, the scientific way it actually works? And so I had to give myself like a science revision class <laughs> <laughs> and find out all the pipes and the gases and things rising from lower to higher. I think once I'd found out the information, I didn't really need to know it off by heart to tell anyone. I just wanted to know it for myself. And I'm like, okay, yes, I know. Yes. And nowadays we don't really need to store all that information in our heads, right? It's it's so accessible everywhere that if you want to explain it to someone, just go back to it and send a link. Yes. <laughs> you don't need to my heart. <laughs> And I don't think learning is just storing information or storing mm. information at all. It's probably more interesting and more important to know where to find that information and how to apply it if you have to. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I find that my curiosity as well stems from finding out how it works and also figuring out how others have got to where they are. So kind of learning about people's journeys. That's something I'm really quite interested in. That's interesting. And I think you're bringing two things together that kind of leads us nicely to the next question. You're talking about how things work and understanding the processes. And then you're also talking about learning about other people's stories and to learn mm -hmm. about them. And I think that brings together your, both your engineering background and your coaching background quite nicely. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Yes, absolutely. So I've gone from engineer to entrepreneur. And in my engineering background, I studied civil and structural engineering. So a lot about really how the world works and our structures, our infrastructure and building roads, buildings and bridges. And I took that same approach of being structured and methodical and having a process into my business as a life coach. So now I'm a life coach for women and in my coaching, I love to have a process. I love teaching systems that people can have in their own lives so that they can create the success that they want to have. That is very interesting because I don't know, maybe this is a misconception, but when we think about coaching, I know coaching has a process and that it's, it's not just talking to someone else, but it sometimes feels less structured and less, how should I put it, less scientific in a way than engineering mm -hmm. yes <laughs> uh, but, but the way you are describing it it seems like you, you can find those bridges you can find those similarities yes absolutely there's a favorite quote of mine that says success leaves clues mm. and for me being a curious type of person is what are the clues where I will find them one by one <laughs> I'm curious to know how does a coaching process start so does someone come to you with a problem that they need solving or it's bigger than that it's just like help me fix my life <laughs> what is usually the starting point usually the starting point there's two things so number one is a goal that a client of mine wants to get to and number two is how they're feeling stuck and they're not able to move forward to get themselves to that goal mm -hmm. so the very first step I take them through is just gaining clarity through what is going on in their lives right now, what they want for their future, what is their vision, what are their values, and then piece it together in a way that will allow you to see an opening to create a step-by-step -step path to where you want to get to. So first step is just looking at getting clear on exactly what they want, where they are, 
and how we can get from A to B. And it seems like it's exploring different possibilities that the other person may not have realized. Yes, absolutely. And also about really matching their vision to what they value a lot. I find that some people go after a goal so much so that they lose themselves and then they still end up feeling unhappy. And I want it to be my own personal mission to help women be happy and successful. And that happiness comes from achieving things that are in alignment with your values. Mm. So I like to find out what their values are right at the beginning and in a curious manner, find out how their final ultimate goal actually matches up with their values and dig deeper on why they, they want to achieve that goal and how it will make them feel happier and more of themselves. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Mm -hmm. uh, getting getting lost in the goal and forgetting everything else mm -hmm. and it, it can also sometimes be about reassessing what we thought was the goal and that it is okay right it, you don't have to stick to a goal just because you defined it absolutely you might find new goals in discovering what is really important to you and that sounds very similar to the process of learning at least the way i see it is you have this skill or attitude or behavior that you want to learn and along the way you discover that actually that is much bigger usually it is much bigger than what you thought it involves yeah. many other things that you didn't consider you may realize that actually that is interesting but there's something that's kind of parallel to it that it's even more interesting and you change yes, course it draws you <laughs> yes exactly so yeah it sounds very similar and it is the way I see learning I always ask this to the to the guests and the, we'll save that to the end but the way I see learning is much less the mechanical process of how the brain changes and evolves and and new pathways are created all of that is happening in the background but mm -hmm. it's the active awareness that that is happening and that you are in control of it in a way not the physical yes. part but mm -hmm. really that exploration and that opening of doors and being in the maze and getting lost a little bit and and mm -hmm. allowing creativity to guide you like that for me is learning yeah I totally agree it, it's leading to that self-expression and self-awareness as you learn Now I'm curious to know what what made you go from engineering to life coaching? What was the turning point there? Um, interestingly enough, it it wasn't one decision that turned. It was a series of events. It started off in a dark time when my family and I were having a difficult time in the last recession. We lost our jobs, we lost our home, and things became very difficult and At that time, I was still then looking for work in engineering. And you know that when you're on that constant wheel of looking for work and not finding anything for a long time and looking at your situation financially becoming less and less desirable, it's kind of even more of a struggle. It was during that time when I just found personal development. I started reading books. I started listening to podcasts and watching motivational speakers on YouTube and It helped me work on my mindset that although I was in a difficult situation, I could still envision something better than where I was. Alongside with personal development, my own Christian faith, that was something that I really clung to and drove deeper into it to have that 
mental support and comfort in a way that physical external things couldn't provide. So external situation was in a bad place, but I had to build myself up from the inside. And so as I was learning more about personal development, I discovered speakers and coaches and I was just interested. So my curiosity just led me from one thing to the next. I was just interested in how these people got to where they were, because similar to myself, they came from a difficult situation. You hear this most of the times in motivational speakers. They'll say, especially American ones will say rock bottom. I hit rock bottom. Mm. And they moved from where they were to where they've become more successful. So I was interested in their journey. I was interested in what they learned along the way. And one thing they always talk about is mindset, working on your mindset. And for me, working on my mindset was creating a vision for myself, learning more about my own strengths and finding strength in knowing that my own talents and skills and having a vision for the future will help me move forward instead of feeling down about my situation, I was able to start feeling positive that, you know what, there's a lot I can be grateful for that I have in my life. I I have skills, abilities that can move me from where I am to a better place. So just learning how to think differently, learning how to create a step-by-step process to setting goals and then achieving goals. I spent a lot of time learning through personal development Mm -hmm. and That's what helped me get into coaching because finding out how a coach can help you with your mindset, help you gain clarity, help you build self-confidence in who you are and what you do, and then lead on to having the courage to take action in your life. And one thing that helps you get from a difficult place is to take action. And sometimes you're not sure what that action should be. But at least creating a plan, you have a starting point. And then from there, you just take it one step at a time. And that's what I began to do. I took one step at a time. I I went to Toastmasters, which is like a public speaking Mm -hmm. group. I actually met a coach. And if this was like a romantic story, I'd say, and the rest (laughs) is history. But she really helped me. She asked me in a few questions to dig deeper into what I'm looking to do what I'm trying to achieve. And I worked with her for about six to nine months. Mm -hmm. And at the end of working with her, I was in tears and she was asking me, are you okay? Why are you crying? Mm -hmm. And all I could say to her was, I want to do what you do. I want to help someone change their life because I had a completely different perspective. After working with her, I felt like I could achieve anything I wanted to achieve. You know, when you're younger, you have these lifetime goals and you think, oh, well, I'll just achieve that before Mm -hmm. I die. But through personal development, coaching and working on my mindset, I could look at things I've wanted to achieve in my life and go, actually, this is not something I, I can do in the next 10 to 20 years. This is something I can figure out how to achieve in the next year or two. And things became more tangible, like, okay, I have this goal, it's possible for me to actually achieve it. And just that realization, that's the moment I felt I would love to do this for others. So I just, again, started learning. I took a training program. And a year later, I was a coach. And interestingly enough, becoming a coach and setting up a coaching business Mm. are two different things. It was another learning curve. But the best thing a coach can do when they become a coach is to coach. And that's all I did. I, I found that I was coaching my friends, my family, and you have to be careful with that because you have to ensure that the other person is allowing you to coach them. Mm. They have to be in an open space. 
and then I had to learn about creating a coaching business. So that's that's been my journey. It was a series of all those events that got me to where I am today. I love this story for, for many reasons, but usually the the more sensible thing to do <laughs> when you are in a, in a moment of crisis, especially financial crisis, is to turn to the the safest option, which I think would be engineering, right? Yeah. And you took the exact opposite approach in, in that moment of crisis, which, now that I'm saying it out loud, also seems to be very common. And it's in moment of crisis that entrepreneurship rises because people just need to find a way and they find ways and they, they, they make it work. But, but it's still very interesting how you chose the more complicated way, quote unquote, I'm making air quotes now. <laughs> To, to achieve, to gaining some stability, which I, I hope you've, you've gained throughout the process. Yes, absolutely, definitely. I found more of my tribe along the way as well, because one thing I found quite difficult with the people I had around me, they had kind of like a one way of looking at things where it's like you go to school, you get a degree, you get a job, you're in that career, you climb the career ladder and then you retire. And I always had this mindset of there are many possibilities in my life. I always knew that I didn't want to just have one career in my life. Mm. I didn't know it would come so early that I would change, but I'm happy about that. And now I'm at a position where I feel like it's possible to do more than one thing. That's what I find entrepreneurs, that's how they think. They actually look at the possibilities of doing more than one thing. They're not limiting themselves in a box to what they currently do. They're open I used to struggle with the people I was around mm. when I was still in engineering. And it's interesting how on my journey into coaching, I spoke to a coach who was saying, you know, to become a coach, it's not just your training or your experience. It's that you've always had it within you. And if you look back into your past from when you were a child, you would find instances of where you were naturally coaching without knowing it is coaching. Mm. And my mom would always tell me stories of what I used to do when I was in primary school, where I would sit with people and talk to them. I'd find out all about their lives and why they do what they do. And I'd really be interested in their lives. And so I thought to myself, yeah, that's a form of coaching. Even with my friends, I'm always like, oh, is this what you really want to do? And what excites you? What really lights you up? And mm. Yeah, I'm always curious to know and curious to find out how I can help them get there. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I have that role with my friends. So maybe I am a coach and I don't know about it. I will, <laughs> yeah. I will investigate that. I hope you're enjoying my chat with Natalie Claire. And before we go back to it, here's a message from Maria, a member of the Learning Day community. I first heard about the Learning Day Reflection Sessions through my network and it actually has taken me quite a while to make the commitment and sign up. I'm so glad I did. It's quickly become one of my absolute favorite self-care rituals each week. It's such a lovely community. You can show up exactly as you are, where you're at with whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, and there's no fear of trying to impress anyone or being judged. And it's just done so beautifully too. Like the playlists are amazing. <laughs> the reflection questions are always so good so it's never the same it never gets easy or boring <laughs> the feeling of community and connecting with people and talking about where you're at that's really important i'm really grateful that i can be part of this community consider joining one of the weekly reflection sessions this thursday go to learningday.community to learn more and sign up now back to our chat earlier you've talked about 
having a vision, I would like us to go back to 2020 now mm-hmm. and to talk about the word that you've defined as the word of the year for 2020. Mm-hmm. And so I would like you to tell us what that word was and why you decided to choose it last year. My word for 2020 was courage. And I chose that word because I felt that I was still holding myself back in terms of growing my business. I had to have the courage to do things I've never done. I had to have the courage to really get out there and be visible. And I think coming from a corporate background, you only have to have an interview to get a job. But as an entrepreneur, almost every day is an interview. Mm, yes. <laughs> you, you are reflecting what you do to anyone and everyone you meet. And that's something I struggled with at the beginning. I struggled with networking. I would find it quite painful and I would still be shy. I wouldn't really talk that much. So I set myself a challenge to, to have the courage to, to do things differently, to be more open, to be more engaging, to really connect with others more and to share what I do. So it was just coming from a place where I thought I was, I was holding myself back and it's time to let go and just open myself to many possibilities. What you said about being an entrepreneur and that feeling like an interview every day. Absolutely. I feel like every, at, at least every time I have a, a first meeting with a client, it feels like an interview. <laughs> And it does take some courage to look at it in that way. Mm. And it, it's easy to, at least for me, I've, I've felt sometimes that I was like, oh yeah, now it's going to be okay. And in a way I wouldn't prepare enough. And I would just go to the meeting like, oh, it's just another meeting. But in fact, it's a moment where you need to convince the other person that you are the right person to help them. And that's what an interview is, or it, that's yeah. what it should be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a moment to convince the other people that you can help them fix the problem that they have mm-hmm. and also understanding if you want to help them fix that problem you may not and yeah I've had situations where I didn't look at it in that way and then I went into the the meeting and just felt underprepared then it's not a good feeling I also love being extra prepared so for someone else I wasn't that bad but it definitely resonated a lot how you compare the the two yes absolutely preparation is key That, that's so true. And with anything that kind of feels overwhelming, preparation helps you relax and have the confidence because you, you know what you want to present to them. You know what you are offering. You know how you will be of value to them. Yes. Going back to, to courage, and I'm assuming you chose this word before the year started. Or... Yes, I usually decide on my word in December, the year previously. <laughs> and, and so... How was it to have this word in such a difficult year, such as 2020? Wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> I found that I had to have areas of my life rather than just business. Because the reason I chose the word was to focus more on my business and to grow my business and to find more opportunities. But with the way things went last year, wow, I just had to have the courage to keep going, to stay positive, to keep building Because, you know, there, there were times when I would think, well, is it still worth me having my business and doing my business in, in the middle of a pandemic? But absolutely, I had the courage because it's still something people needed. And I'm very grateful that actually coaching is a career that helps people in any phase of life, whether it's the highs, the lows, whether you're stuck, whether you're confused, whether you're seeking for something more 
because it helps you get from where you are to where you want to be. And as long as you want to be further and somewhere else than where you are, then there's something there for us to work on. So definitely I had to have the courage to keep going. What have you learned about courage and what have you learned from courage? Yeah, what I learned was really being able to apply it to any area of my life, whether that's personally or professionally. I think personally, you know, sometimes you you need to have a difficult conversation and it's almost easier with someone in a professional setting because you can prepare, you have reasons. But when it's in a personal setting, there's a lot of emotions attached to it. And having the courage to really honestly sit down with your loved ones and people who are close to you and speak openly about things. Because sometimes I feel, especially with personal and close relationships, there are certain things that you almost never talk about, or there's certain Mm -hmm. things that you just take as, oh, they've always been that way, or that's what they will always do. But if you open the doors and just be open to new ways of looking at things, new ways of expressing oneself, you find that you discover more about those closest to you. What I found with having the courage to have more conversations, because we weren't physically meeting, so those conversations over the phone, on Zoom, they they went deeper than they ever had. You, you can know someone your whole life, but there's still things you don't know about them. That's what I found out about having the courage to have more conversations. Have you had to learn anything to be brave or did it just happen? Is it something that it's in, it was inside you and you just had to let it come out? Or was it something that you had to practice? Hmm. Definitely took some practice. For one, in my business setting, definitely learning more about going digital in terms of digital marketing. Mm. So at the beginning of my coaching, as I was saying, I I struggled with networking. But once I learned how to do it better, I really enjoyed networking and meeting people and talking to them. And then when everything went online, I wasn't sure how to transfer that, how to Mm. really build that connection over a Zoom call or over a phone call online learning more about social media and connecting with people through social media rather than just having it to post things, but actually learning how to then connect with people. So I did have to learn new things. And interestingly enough about courage, I think it helped me to be bold in terms of what I was doing. I feel that I naturally have some sense of courage to do new things. And I think that's just having traveled a lot in my life. So I grew up in South Africa and then moved to the UK. So I always find moving to a new place a sense of adventure. And so I would say that I have the courage to, to actually just connect with people and make new friends. So I wanted to be bolder in my actions and bolder in what I do. So whatever I learned, I had to learn it, implement it, and also take it to the next step. So I pushed myself outside of my comfort level and took another bold step beyond what I thought I could do that was I was capable of. Yes. I like how you connected the more practical kind of thing that you had to learn, like mm-hmm. networking, like mm-hmm. social media and digital marketing yeah. to courage. Because it, mm-hmm. it, I think it goes back to preparation, as we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I think if you know what you're doing, or at least you you are taking the steps to learn 
to become better at what you are doing, you will feel braver. Courage is not something that one day you, you wake up and you are brave now. Mm. It's, mm -hmm. it's a process and it's putting you through that process. It's learning to get there. Mm -hmm. It's allowing yourself to be better at something. Like one of our guests on Learning Day, it was Katie. She said that, that learning almost happens magically in a way if you allow yourself to be better at something for a while. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and I think that's where the courage comes in <laughs> yes courage to stay there to stay in that discomfort you just reminded me talking about discomfort I love a quote that says be comfortable being uncomfortable mm -hmm. and I've, I've had situations where I'm sitting somewhere in a new environment in a new learning and I am really uncomfortable and I have to say to myself that quote be comfortable being uncomfortable because through time that uncomfortable feeling will pass i'm like yes <laughs> growing through it <laughs> yes for sure mm -hmm. did you have any questions for me i did think of one actually yesterday before <laughs> coming on and it was coming from a sense of being grateful for this connection that we've made together mm -hmm. and meeting online somehow and connecting and just looking back at the year of 2020 and there were so many things I was grateful for in terms of things in my life and also grateful that I was still being able to continue to have the courage to do things so I wanted to ask you what is something you're grateful for yourself that you've done for yourself Whoa, okay that's a big one <laughs> there's something I do every every day or I try to do every day <laughs> which is to answer three questions First one is what I'm grateful for. Second mm -hmm. one is what I want. And the last one is what if. And I, I try to start today with that. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple of things that keep coming up on the what I'm grateful for. And mm -hmm. one of them that actually depends on me is my, my willingness to become a better version of myself. And mm -hmm. wow. not settling. And I'm very grateful that I am that person because it, it wasn't easy it took me a while mm -hmm. and when I'm not in that space I don't feel as good about myself and so yeah I I feel very 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 grateful for for having that courage yeah. to to want to want to be better yes yeah. wow that's powerful thank you and and actually there's Mm -hmm. I did a similar exercise that you did in 2019. Mm -hmm. That was the year when I, I became a full-time freelancer. And before mm -hmm. that, I also defined my three words of the year. Mm -hmm. And one of them was courage. Wow. <laughs> the other one was freedom. And the third one was well-being. Oh, wow. That's a great combination. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that is what being a freelancer or working for myself is, is having courage, is having yes. freedom mm -hmm. and striving for well-being, which is the kind of the balance to the other two, to make yeah. sure that I wasn't just going crazy and working too much. I'm very happy that I can do that. You know, like it's, mm -hmm. I'm grateful for myself, but also mm -hmm. all the context around me that allows me to, to be on that path. I know that yeah. not everyone can just, you know, one day become a freelancer. Mm -hmm. or start the business like you did uh, it takes a lot of courage courage, lot of courage. <laughs> yes yes uh, and and 
a lot of times I think that if I didn't have this context that around me that I have around me which is quite comfortable like I know mm -hmm. that I will always have a roof uh, above my head and I will mm -hmm. have food on the table that's what I always tell my friends and anyone that asks me about being a freelancer and I'm always very impressed and fascinated and yeah just marveled at anyone who sets themselves to be an, an entrepreneur uh, yeah. without having the, those two things guaranteed thank you for that question this is a wonderful you're, question you're most welcome and so I have a last question for you what is learning learning for me is a wonderful experience it's joyful it's finding out something new it's really finding out what I want to know and what I want to be and what I want to do that is what learning is for me so it's what you want to know do and be Yes. That's a good combination. Wonderful. Thank you. And if you could ask our listeners one question, what would that be? I would ask, what is a decision you need the courage to take? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome as well. If you would like to get in touch with Natalie Claire, find out how on the show notes. I would also love to hear from you. Go to learningday.community and reach out. If this episode was useful to you, consider subscribing to Learning Day on your podcast app. And as a little extra, share it with a friend. I don't know where this is going to take us, but I know we're going to learn something along the way. Thank you for listening. See you next time.